We played them in the third game. Everybody played three quarters. The Bears are who we thought they were. And that's why we took the damn field. Now, if you want to crown them, then crown their ass. But they are who we thought they were. And we let them off the hook. All right, thank you for joining and thank us. <laughs> We're going to make you money for joining the ESBC podcast, where the purpose of the podcast is to make me personally money. But at the same time, I'm making money, you're making money. And really now, after yesterday's Hawthorne effect, where we torture ourselves so that people don't torture us, uh, it's to make sense of what's going on in the NFL. Because I think the best analysis in the NFL, there are people that are actually putting $1,000 on each game. I know some people put $10,000 in each game. Some people are bidding $100,000, right? Uh, they have the best analysis because they have a heightened awareness of what's going on. And the reason I say the purpose of the podcast is to make me money because in sports bidding, uh, it's not what you hope for. It's what reality is. It is measurable and scalable. And I was thinking about another purpose, like a one of my own, you know, with the pandemic and the holidays, you're, you know, self-reflect. And part of the reason, part of the purposes for the podcast is survival guilt. Because I've made an insane amount of money, Betty. And I don't have any kids. And I've spent all the money on myself and had a really good time. So I have a little bit of guilt involved. Why not share the information so people on a consistent basis can monetize the highest and best use of your time, you're using real estate, the highest and best use of space, right? It's commercial real estate if you are Roger Goodell. Highest and best use of land, right? Build a stadium, Robert, Roger Goodell will tell you. I would say if you're a sports fan, use business and financial concepts. I have an MBA, securities licenses, clients worth 20, 50 million dollars, right? I say, Learn the process of making everybody has to make an investment, right? In your 401k, it's just the way the economy is built and finance, right? To get a leg up on the Chinese who say that communism is better than capitalism. Learn the process. So, not only are we giving you money today, there's some picks today that it's as soon as we make the consensus pick. Senator Royce is going to tell you to make that pick right now. Go to your app, call your bookie or whatever. <laughs> whatever you do, make that bet. Others, I'm going to tell you to wait. And others are going to do right before kickoff. And we got somebody helping us out. Jason is going to be in Vegas. So I'm going to make sure that I do a live stream half hour before kickoff. 
with the games that I'm betting right at kickoff, all right? So that's the purpose, right? Every single business meeting has to have a purpose and an outcome. And this is a business meeting with measurable outcomes and results that you can track. Either you can track yourself, we'll help you track it too. And we're completely transparent. Never make an investment without having a legitimate perspective, right? That's why the Chinese should be kicked out of the stock market, kicked out of NASDAQ. And this new exchange you're making in China, I wouldn't mess with it, right? Because they have bogus numbers. It's a communist country, right? So they have bogus numbers to try to you, fool you into investing in a Chinese stock. Here, as far as sports betting is concerned, right? We have a perspective, right? We, have, we give you legitimate outcomes, right? And we give you outcomes you can track, measure yourself, so you make your own bets. Now, another thing in business is, if you're the smartest, toughest person in the room, you are in the wrong room, right? So to that end, we got Scott Cope from the Northeast, from Boston here tonight. Thank you, Scott, for joining us. And we'll have shortly on the road to Corvallis with his brother, uh, Oregon State. He's gonna play uh, Arizona State this weekend. Thank you, Scott, for joining us. What are your first thoughts? Anytime, Josh, anytime. I love doing this. I love the Hawthorne Effect pod. Um, you know, again, and hopefully another profitable week. Hopefully we can get to that 70, couple bad breaks uh, right. last week. Didn't get us there. Um, but new week, new profit, new uh, wallet. Um, so let's uh, let's get after it. And let's try to get that 70 to, to 80% if we can. So, Right. And uh, it doesn't matter, right? It's, what have you done for me lately? Exactly. To uh, know and not to do is not to know. Yep. And regardless of my MBA, I've had three businesses. I've had three businesses that are doing well. It doesn't matter if I don't execute. And I made a bad mistake as far as leaving money on the table last week. But not slowing down and, and really processing the information. Right? And that's why sports betting is really good for business decision making. Yeah. Right? Business decision making. So, to that end, got Chad on the road to Corvallis, where your brother's going to go against Marvin Lewis. Right? They have NCA violations. So, it's a paid first. Perf- First pro game for your brother, Chad. All right. Here, here we go. <laughs> you can say <laughs> uh, what, What'd you say? Uh, it's your first pro game for chance against Arizona State. Yep. They're going to be on probation, Homer. Everyone's going to get fired. And the defensive coordinator is Marvin Lewis. Cool. Won a Super Bowl as a defensive coordinator. And he did 15 jobs for the Cincinnati Bengals. Got into the playoffs every year. Yep. He got fired because they don't want to make the playoffs because they lose too much money in travel costs. So we'll start with Thursday night, all right? 
a team that does not care about, about travel costs are the New England Patriots. They have their own plane, right? They have their own plane that they let, uh, I forgot who it was, of like Hospra or a really good um, FCS school up there in the Northeast borrow the plane, right, to be able to make it to their games. They're flying to Atlanta for a rematch of the Super Bowl. Atlanta still has the same quarterback, Matt Ryan. Uh, we were over 60% on New England Patriots games. And our expert, been watching the Patriots his whole life. <laughs> All right, up there. And we've, we've, we've leaned on his knowledge on Patriots games. So what are your thoughts, Scott? So the Patriots are going to be back at full strength. Damian Harris cleared the concussion protocol. He is playing this week. So him and Stevenson form a lethal one-two combination in the backfield based on what Stevenson did last week. Um, I think Belichick has enough confidence to go to him. Um, I don't think Mac Jones is going to have to do a heck of a lot in this game. I think if he just basically plays the same type of game as he played Sunday, I, I think the Patriots can can win this game by by double digits, by 10 to 14. Uh, Atlanta's coming off getting blasted by Dallas. Short <laughs> week. One of their offensive weapons, Patterson, has a high ankle sprain, so he's highly questionable for tomorrow night. Right. So that leads me to believe that the Patriots are going to get up early. They're going to try to take Pitts out of the game as Belichick wants to do with the top weapon. I don't know how successful he's going to be. I think Pitts is just a freak of nature, as you had said before, Josh. So I think I think the Patriots are going to cover. I think it's going to go under, though. I think it's going to go under. I think the Patriots are going to win by 10 to 14, something like a 31-14 score. What's the over under 40, 46 yeah, and 47. a half? 47? Yeah, I'm going to take the, the slight under. Um, I think Atlanta is going to have a little bit of success, not a lot, but a little bit. Um, but I think the Patriots are going to win the game outright, and they're going to win the game by uh, by 10, 14 points, some, somewhere in that vicinity. So, Okay, um, I agree on the under. Yep. But I think it's going to be like the Davis Mills game where uh, I think you're right. The Patriots are going to come up with a big lead. And Matt Ryan's going to come – in the second half, with a few meaningless touchdowns, just cover the spread but not win. Um, I don't know if they're going to do it or not. Who knows? But the seam route is going to be open for Cal Pitts just because he's a freaking nature. Doesn't matter if you double team or whatever. If he wants to, he can get the ball. Uh, but that's what I see with the Patriots. They're like Tomlin, right? Another Super Bowl winning coach, where. Right. They say that on the road, especially with a rookie quarterback, the running game and the defense travels. They will, right? Yep. And he'll cover this. And then the other thing is uh, the way the game is priced at plus seven. Uh, again, I think the market's going to take it to eight, right? Because Atlanta's not doing well. You know the way they are. They remember there's an extra team that's going to make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. They already have a few cheap wins over the Jets, 
Giants, really Miami. Yeah. So, yeah. With a veteran quarterback and a freak of nature. That's not even talking about Ridley. Ridley decided to play. You know, and their defense is decent. If they want to, they can make the playoffs. The problem is, do they want to? Arthur Blank uh, married the wrong woman, right? And not only are they divorced, she's very business savvy. Probably wants to take the team. So the team's probably going to be in a trust. They're not going to spend – they're going to hate travel costs. (laughs) It could be part of the the divorce settlement. They don't want travel costs. So who knows what's going on there as far as tanking is concerned. Yeah, a good close loss is good for tanking. Uh, the only reason I'm not going to take the second half line is because Bill Belichick and Kraft really, because Kraft doesn't care. He just gives Belichick a blank check to spend $76 million in the offseason, according to the Boston Globe. So I'm going to be hesitant about that second half line. So I'm going to go uh, Atlanta plus eight, right? I'll take it past the key number under 47. What do you think, Chad? Yeah, so I think this game is coming under for sure. The unanimous on the under. Uh, and then, man, I was on the Patriots, but after hearing um, hearing Josh, you talked me in, into the uh, here. I think uh, I do, I will say if you like page now but I'm at seven before that number goes up because I do think it's going up. Um, Atlanta's a home dog, right? Yep. In Atlanta this game? Yep. Or is it Can you guys hear me? Yeah, it's in Atlanta. Is it, is it game in? It's in Atlanta, okay. Home right. dog. Dog, home dog here um, um, on a primetime game. We had, Last week there was the grudge factor with Belichick and the Browns post the game, right? So it has merit on that playoff tiebreaker. Um, this is an out-of-conference game here. So I I do definitely at the six-and-a-half, seven leading Patriots, but eight-and-a-half here with the Falcons. They can't keep it close. And I don't think the motivation run it up. I think the offense is going to be very vanilla. Um, how they opened it up last week, I don't think it's going to – I mean, uh, it's going to be like that this week. Offense, got to win. I mean, whether it's win by a late field goal, they're just going to keep this close, win this game, um, showing as least as possible. So I'm going to go to the Falcons plus the eight and under, under the 47. And then <laughs> – and the two points I'll make, Josh, to, to this is yeah. that the Patriots have some big AFC games coming up. Buffalo, right. you know, is they have two with Buffalo. They still got to play Miami again, uh, who they lost to already. You know, they did. So they got some AFC games coming up. And that tanking thing that you said, this right. game will tell you whether Atlanta is in full tank mode the rest of the year based on how they play and, and the game, the flow of the game. So – Right, and the defensive coordinator for Atlanta is Dean Pease, right, who had a great success with the Ravens. That's where Arthur Smith comes from. They have a lot of success against them, and then Dean Pease against a young quarterback. 
he take, he's taking that personally and he wants to further career of his son, Matt Pease, who's learning how to be a defensive coordinator with his dad there in Atlanta. Uh, John Hope, former uh, defensive coordinator in the SEC for South Carolina and the University of Florida. He's a defensive backs coach, right? So they have a great coaching staff, you know, for a good close loss, right? <laughs> They're yeah, not going to be themselves. And Pease was here in New England, too. He, he ah, was one of stops, too. So he was exactly. here. Yeah. That's what I was looking for. Thank you. Yeah, I was looking for that. I was like, I thought that some uh, Atlanta assistants that coached for Belichick and Belichick's yep. former assistants always do well yep. against Belichick. So look for uh, Atlanta plus eight under 47. All right. So you got. Indianapolis at Buffalo. Uh, two Andy Reid guys going against each other. Uh, big, I mean, I think the coaching is somewhat even. I get an extra right. The depth and talent advantage, big mismatch. Uh, I see Indi uh, Indianapolis. Maybe getting a touchdown late, but I don't think they're going to cover seven points. And I see it going over 50, even though Buffalo's been playing a lot of under games, keeping things in the wraps for big games. But this is a conference game. Uh, Buffalo's paranoid about the New England Patriots yep. in the division. Yep. They have to get this game. So I see uh, Buffalo... I'm going to go under whatever the line is 30 minutes before kickoff because the Bills Mafia bet blindly on Buffalo every weekend, no matter what the line is. So I'm going to get the plus seven now today and wait till that line balloons. And whatever it balloons to, I'm going to go pick the under especially if it gets over key number 52. What do you think, Scott? So I'll go the under. I think um, one of these teams is not going to hit their projected point total. Um, it's probably leaning more toward on the Indianapolis side, might not hit their projected point total. Um, the Buffalo offense finally showed up last week. It was against the Jets, right. but they finally showed up last week. So... Right. I agree with you. They're they're paranoid, petrified that the Patriots take over that division, get it, get in in the first place, and just control that division. So I, I think Buffalo is in a conference game is going to put everything out there again, and I think they're going to score in the 30s again. I think last year's playoff game is indicative of what you're going to see from Buffalo, which is they scored 27 last year against Indy in the playoffs. I think they're going to do it again. I think Indy's defense is a little bit more, a little bit too overrated. So I think it's going to stay on the under. I think it's going to, the under is going to climb up to 51, 52 over under for sure. Um, but I like Buffalo and I like the under in this one. I just think Buffalo needs to keep their foot on the pedal every game through four quarters right. to ensure themselves they stay in this division lead. If they lose the division lead, they're looking at a five or a six seed. And they, they definitely don't want that because they don't get any home games. 
And as you stated before, their their ownership is very cheap. So the mandate from ownership has been googling gold digging him. Yeah, yep. The the mandate from ownership has been keep your foot on the pedal, score some points, keep scoring, keep scoring. So I think they'll score just enough to cover the spread, but I think it stays under. So I'm going Buffalo in the under. 100% agree. What do you think, Chad? Yeah, I like Buffalo here as well. Um, I think Buffalo is just, talent-wise, is a lot. They're a top team now they're a contender yeah i think i think the bills are going to be able to stop here um you know i see like a 35 to 10 bills win so yeah i think this one's going to come in under and i think the bills will handily control this one and, and get a solid win i 100 percent agree so uh we're all in agreement for buffalo minus seven and under what that line goes up to on Sunday, half, half hour before kickoff. So I'll do like a live stream with, uh, it'll be on Twitter, Twitch, Facebook. And uh, those links, you can click it on my profile on Twitter and have the links to everywhere you can get that live stream. Half hour before kickoff. Yeah, and if you're comfortable with the, with Buffalo, get them now. If you if you feel like you're a little shaky, if the spread goes up to eight or nine, bet it now. Don't wait because it might yeah, very well, could go yeah. up to nine. Could very well nine, ten, eleven. Yeah, talking about a whole different game and yep. the end of uh, the end of the the, the game becomes hazardous. <laughs> yeah. Even though Reich last week showed a lot of discipline, he didn't show more of his offense than he had to against Jacksonville. Yep. Uh, Baltimore at Chicago. Chicago is coming off a bye. Uh, until further notice, two in a row. So it's not house money, right? It's your money. <laughs> not the house's money. Let's be clear on that. It is your money. So it is my money down 2-0 and with John Harbaugh getting a working number just because he is John Harbaugh. You know, his dad is Jack Harbaugh, won a national championship at Western Kentucky. Uh, uh, FCS, right? They used to call it those days uh, Division Two. Division Two, yeah. Right. So his brother... Face them in the Super Bowl. He's making ten million dollars a year at the University of Michigan. Right, and they're the number two alumni group as far as total wealth. Right, uh, number one is Texas A&M with close to uh, half a trillion with a T in money. <laughs> Close behind is Michigan, right? I say that because they have disposable income to pay people off. <laughs> hey, that could be a conspiracy theory. It might be dumb, but the money is real. <laughs> they use the information for. So, uh, yeah, my 
I think Chicago is going to cover and lose. Uh, Baltimore went to another close game after losing a close game on the road last week against Miami. And usually in the past, I would say this game would go under. But modern football now, they have those extra plays dialed up with a spread or whatever, spread formation on offense. And here we go again. The Chicago Bears are for sale. You can interrupt the sale going on for uh, the McCaskey family. will do whatever they can. McCaskey can do whatever they want. Uh, they're in the process of selling the team for $5 billion. That's with B. Before I said trillion, that's a T, right? Half a trillion dollars. The net worth and disposable money the alumni at Texas A&M has, right? Because they have oil money from down there in Texas, Oklahoma area. Other things, right? If they branch out. So uh, that means that since the team is for sale, you got to show that this is a good investment that's making profit. And what's the number one expense? Labor costs. That's why we have inflation, right? You pay people more. Uh, they make it cause problems. <laughs> so you're not, the, you have the practice squad had 19 people. Uh, Jerry Jones will pay somebody on the practice squad $500,000. Chicago will not do that. They're paying the minimum on everybody on the practice squad. So what, what, it, what does that mean? They suck. So if you bring them in because your starter got hurt, they suck. And the other team is going to take the second half line. I was 5-0 with this last week. I'm going to stick with it because it's my money now. I'm ahead. I just say I'm ahead with my and Anna's money, right? Anna says, well, yours is mine. What's mine is mine. <laughs> so second half line, Harbaugh, because Harbaugh can pay for a backup. So actually, I was going to put it in, but Jason's doing a great job on the spreadsheet, man. Thank you so much. Jason for putting in the picks. So it is, I can focus on speaking clearly because you know what? English is my second language. So I can fake it pretty good that this is my second language. So I can speak clearly so people know what I'm picking and they make money. So is Chicago plus five. I'm paranoid with loser teams. Again, loser things. Here we go, Thanksgiving. You'll see what I'll be going through next week. Is that family member that it's already happening, man? They already got the message about you know some shenanigans going on. We love them, they're family. But when they ask, I already got the hundred bucks set. They're gonna ask for you know whatever, 20 bucks. I'm gonna be listen, I'm gonna give you a hundred. You don't have to pay it back. Because I know I'm not gonna get a twenty dollars back or whatever. So uh the bears are like that, right? Cincinnati Bengals, all these teams that are notoriously cheap and dysfunctional. Uh, you, you can't trust them with not even a half a point. So as long as it's not ridiculous, Chicago plus five, uh, over 45. And the Ravens' second half line, uh, they lost the second half last week. I'm sure Harbaugh, very thorough, very detail-oriented guy. He's going to remind them of that. So the weather's probably going to be cold. A lot nicer probably for football anyways than what's Miami. 
What do you think, Scott? I'm in agreement with you. I think the uh, Bears are going to cover this. Um, they may even win the game outright. They may even win the game outright um, because of the sale of the team and all this, this other stuff that's going around them. Uh, Fields has played much, much better the last couple games. Um, he's hitting some. He's hitting his receivers. He's uh, he's rolling out of the pocket, which he should have done. Nagy should have done with him. Um, they have a chance to make the playoffs in the NFC. They, this is an important game for them. I know it's a out of conference game, but of, of course, it's every win counts for them. Um, you know, they got a, a good running game in Montgomery. Um, the Ravens have defense. They've been overrated as well, I think. I don't think they're as good as they have been in years past. So I could see the game going over for sure. I think both teams are going to score in the high 20s, mid to high 20s. Um, and I like the Bears to cover. I, I like it going down to the last minute of the game. Uh, last team that has the ball kicks a field goal and wins the game. Um, so I'm going to I'm gonna go with you. I'm going to say the Bears uh, plus the five, and I'm going to say the over. So. What do you think, Chad? Yeah, I agree with you guys here. Um, I think both defenses are going to kind of let up some big plays here. I think both offensive offenses can kind of put some things together. Both quarterbacks can run and get stuff with their legs. Um, and then, yeah, I, I think the Bears are coming off a of bye week. They got, they're more rested. I think that can mitigate uh, the cheap ownership and the lack of depth they have a little bit just being fresher than right. the Ravens with that extra rest. So, uh, yeah, I think they can keep this one close and go down to the wire and, and it'd be a, a really close game. And, um, you know, just like we said last week, I mean, man, Harbaugh is a favorite. He doesn't cover much. So I'm going to, I'm going to go the other way this week. I think, uh, I think that extra rest for the bears at home game. I think they can, uh, they can, uh, cover the spread here and keep it close. And that's the thing too, right? Uh, every team has four built in wins. This is a built-in win for Chicago because they're coming off a bye, they're at home, and the Ravens are in the second week in a row of being on the road. And the weather in Chicago is supposed to be around 50, winds 15 to 20 miles per hour. So it's going to be a little bit windy. So, Right. Right. And Lamar Jackson is uh, – Turnover prone. Yeah, he came up here to Foxborough last year in, in a pouring rainstorm and, and did not do anything. So, you know, he's uh, he's, he's a thrower. He he's a thrower, not yep. a passer. Yep. No. And as you said, as you said last week, he has trouble reading defenses. So right. that's another right. thing. Another thing. Yeah. So we're gonna go with the Chicago Bears. Plus five, over 45. Baltimore second half line because of those Chicago uh, backups. And they might have a lead and they're just going to play zone. All right, next game we're going to tackle is Mr. Boyer starting for your Detroit Lions plus uh, 11 and a half. Over under is 43. And Detroit 
fans that know what they're talking about, Detroit fans are saying they're trying their best to go 0 and 17, <laughs> and they failed. They might go 0 16 and 1 <laughs> with a tie in there as they try to lose to Pittsburgh. And Pittsburgh wouldn't let them uh, lose last week, so they tied. Right? Uh, teams like this, zones like the NBA, where bad teams in the NBA get blown up, blown out one night. And then the next night they come up and they have a close loss. <laughs> uh, that's what I see for Detroit. I see Detroit getting uh, blown out before Thanksgiving. And, man, there's no points being scored. I would bet that now before it gets to, like, 37 or something before kickoff. Uh, Cleveland needs to win this game badly. So I'll say Cleveland at home, uh, minus the 11 points under 44. Buying half points because you have a dysfunctional loser team involved. What do you think, Scott? Yeah, Detroit's in a really vulnerable spot this week simply because they always point to this Thanksgiving Day game they have on Thursday. So them going on the road to Cleveland is is not going to help them at all. Um, And as you said, Cleveland, Bake is not healthy, but hopefully Chubb is back this week off of COVID. Um, They're just going to run the ball against Detroit, and they're going to score 21, 28, 35 points, somewhere in there, probably 24. Um, And I don't think they're going to let Detroit score. I think Goff's going to be under pressure all game long. I think Cleveland's mad. I think um, they're embarrassed right. of, of what they did against the Patriots. I could see them um, sacking Goff double ten times. Goff's not going to play though. Yeah, no. And if it's David Blau, forget it. Forget it. There's <laughs> there's no shot of them even scoring. I don't think. Right. So I I think or the wanting game, to score or wanting to, exactly exactly because now they're looking at a number one draft pick so right how interested are they going to be in playing they may beat the bears on thanksgiving they always look to that game i don't know but i don't think they show up in cleveland i think i think they uh they get embarrassed i think they lose 24 nothing 24 3 um so i'll take cleveland and i'll take the under um i think cleveland's going to run the ball down their throats all game long i think that's exactly. going to happen in this game so yeah, the NFL is getting so bad uh, that it's almost like a college game. Like, you know, Alabama playing New Mexico State or something where they're just going to play vanilla, right? And let the other team beat them and just run it down the throat. What do you think, uh, Chad? At the Browns. Like we always talk about teams not getting blown out twice in a row. Um, you know, they just got blown out. They should have a lot of motivation. Home game against the worst team in the NFL. Um, I like them to just dominate this one, really control the clock. I think both teams run the ball out here. I like it to go under as well. All right. So we're unanimous on Cleveland late in the season. So now look for teams that they tank a lot of blowouts. Right. A lot of blowouts. So this this game uh, looks to be – I'm going to record it too. I'm going to make sure the DVR is recording. 
Because sometimes I have problems sleeping. I'll put this on. <laughs> Middle of the first quarter, we're watching this. Get reports from Anna if I started snoring or not. And, and also look look for this <laughs> right, weather. So. Look for the weather in Cleveland to, to get ugly sooner than later here. So right. this is the perfect game for them to, to run the ball. So right. And, and global warming, right? You never know, right? Yeah, and you and Josh, you don't have to watch this game. You can find another game to watch. <laughs> <laughs> this is not gonna be pretty. <laughs> not at all. The Pittsburgh game was not pretty at all. No, I agree. You know, Tomlin just making sure. I mean, uh, Jaguars played that type of game against them, but it was more exciting because the Jaguars defense has, you know, Miles Jack with the hard hits and, you know, has some excitement there. Yeah. Uh, I'm sad to see Trevor Lawrence not be a legit NFL quarterback and just flounder like that. Right, right. But this is going to be, I mean, Boyer, we saw him last Thanksgiving or the Thanksgiving before in Chicago, Airmailand, and just losing that game. But Thanksgiving. So that's the thing about Thanksgiving, right? Uh, after the podcast, real quick, I'll get with the guys what time they want to record next week. But uh, you listen to the podcast, right? And as the games go on on Thanksgiving, you'll impress your family because you'll have a lot of knowledge. You're going to at least get two out of three, right? <laughs> Thanksgiving, dinner with the family, knowing who's going to win the football games, right? It's always an advantage. All right, so we're going to go with uh, Cleveland, minus 11, under 44. Uh, another loser team that's trying to tank, Houston. And at Tennessee, plus a 10, and the over-under is 45. What do you think, Scott? I'd love to go with Houston. Yeah, I'd love to go with Houston in this spot. I just can't. I just can't. I think Tennessee is is a tough-minded football team. I think Houston's going to have problems with that. I think he, uh, you know, they're in tank mode. Uh, I don't think this game is going to be completely close. I think it's going to be a 17-point Tennessee win. Just like the last game, I think Tennessee's going to try to run the ball, pose their will on Houston. I think they're going to wear them down. So in the early second half, it may be a close game, but I think Tennessee's going to put a couple touchdowns up. Um, I could see A.J. Brown having a huge game. He averages six receptions for 111 yards against Houston. So um, I could see him having a big game. And I could see their running backs getting some having some success here. Uh, Adrian Peterson and Foreman, I could see them having success. I could see them winning this game 27 to 3, just like a Cleveland result. Um, it'll just be different how they get there. But I like Tennessee. Um, I like them at home and I like them to to um, to go under. I think it's going to be an under game. I don't think it's going to be over. Um, Tennessee needs to keep winning. They 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 got the number one seed right now, so they just need to win, and and they will. I you know I agree. I, I think the game's going to go under. I agree, Tennessee's going to win. But again, on Sunday I see this line getting past the ten. Houston is coming off for bye, 
Super Bowl winning defensive coordinator Lovey Smith has the defense playing well. Uh, Houston, it's almost like that movie. I think you'll remember it because you're old like me. You know, Jason has spreadsheet. He sent me a message and he's old too, like us. <laughs> remember, uh, single white female. Yes. There's a girl copying the other girl. Houston is copying Belichick and the Patriots. To the point, they went to court over the chaplain of the team. <laughs> he, he had a one-year contract. He wanted to leave. And Belichick had to keep him in there, you know, because you have Hernandez and a couple other guys. Hernandez, serial killer. He's friends with Lauren Meyer, who had, like, five serial killers on that team. Either dead or in jail. So these Belichick guys, when they go against each other, it's always a close game. They know what they're doing. And it reminds me of a third baseman. Can't mention his name, but he's perennial Hall of Fame all-star, third baseman. And he was just telling me a funny story. You know, building up at the bar, telling me a funny story. He's like, uh, he had an easy ground ball at third base. He acted like he missed it, but since, you know, Hall of Fame also turned into All-Star, they weren't even calling air on. He gets back to the dugout, and the manager goes, what are you doing? He's like, oh, that's my buddy. <laughs> oh, okay. I think this is the type of game. I don't think that Brable's going to blow out his friends, his buddies, and uh, Bill Belichick's family, and they're going to keep it close, but lose. They'll lose on purpose for his buddy. The buddy will keep him close to make the coaches look good. So I like Tennessee. Uh, not Tennessee. I like Houston plus 11. Under 45 points. Okay. Because then I'm going to mess with their buddies' playoff chances and their buddies not going to embarrass their friends. Break the tie, Chad Nolan. We all agree on the under. What do you think about the side? Houston or Tennessee? Now, aside to it, there's so, three guys, right? Yeah, I'm gonna. Uh, I I I'm, I'm gonna, right back. Gotta go to the bathroom. I'm gonna go with the double digit dog and the division here. I think uh, I think Houston let this line get up over the key number 11, 12. I I think Houston can keep it close. I think it's a division game. Um, I think they should have some type of pride here and not get blown out in the division, um, and that. You know, the Vrabel angle, too, not blowing out his buddies. Uh, Scott, you got any – do we know what what's Tyron Taylor's update? Is he – he's not back, is he? Yeah, he he's back. He, yet, right? he played. He played before the bye. He played in Miami. That was his first game back. So, he, he's okay. back. And they, and they lost, right? And they lost, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, okay, yeah. So, I mean, that, that's another factor, too. I like that. Um, Tyron's second game back, um, double-digit dog in the division. I think I, I think they should be able to keep it closer. And I, I'm also just kind of have a feeling like Davis Mills in that Patriots game where he just scored, a, or a, maybe the Rams game where they were getting blown out and they just came out and had a few late. I, I could see this one squeaking over. I could see it like being like a backdoor covered and goes over. You know, like a, you know, it's it's twenty thirty one. The, 17, you know, and they uh, they score a touchdown or something to make it 
Yeah. Well, what, and this total is right at 45, right? Right. Yep. Yeah. Um, uh, it's going to be close. But all the totals have been like that. Last week was every total was like that. I mean, it was, uh, they're all coming down to the wire. They're all they're, they're going to be close here. So, but uh, yeah, I like I like the double digit dog here. I think um, everything adds up for me to stay um, stay with the double digit dog. I don't think there's anything anything blaring. There's there's more going for them in my mind. So I'm gonna I'm gonna, I'm gonna stay there with it. Right. Uh, this is the second time they played, huh? Uh, I don't, so I think it's the first time. Yeah, it's the first time they played. Yep. I think they played in the last week of the season. I right. think that's the other Yeah, yeah almost, I'm going to stick to my guns with the under and a double-digit dog in the division, right? Very applicable to this because even though they're tanking, it's a division opponent, and they want to test out what's going to work, Right. The personnel they have against these guys for when they're trying to play for real <laughs> next year. At least in the end, it, 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 what this lends to is when Anthony Lynn practiced with one of his best friends, Sean Payton, right? San Diego and uh, New Orleans would uh, practice together. All right. We practice together uh, in the preseason. This is going to be more like a scrimmage more than anything, right? And uh, he's going to be comfortable with their buddies uh, for a nice, easy win for Brable. So the consensus, right, is going to be kind of a split decision consensus. Right? But, hey, we live in a chaotic, uncertain, unfair world so we, we focus on what we see, right, based on our perceptions and then track it to get to the next level. So we're going to go consensus Houston, again, whatever it balloons to on Sunday, because uh, people are going to be favorites when they get to the casinos. They might spend all week there now, right? They get there Sunday, play their best, and you're going to spend all weekend hotel casino. And what do they like doing? They like betting the overs. In the favorites, right? So we'll go consensus pick Houston plus 10 over the key number, at least uh, 10.5 plus 10.5 or whatever it balloons to uh, half hour before kickoff. And I'm betting, right, whatever, two or three betting apps. <laughs> I'm doing it all the last 10 minutes. Pop, 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 pop. All right. That's the consensus. Now, Green Bay at Minnesota. Green Bay is the favorite, and the over under is 49. The last time we saw the Vikings, they were covering and got the second half line. Another cheap family owned. Um, this is a, the Greek Mafia from Tarpon Springs, Florida. The Sponge Docks. Right? <laughs> it's a tourist attraction, but there's a lot of bodies in the, in the Sponge Docks. 
and one of a uh, good friend of mine, he uh, stole my line, right? You got to torture yourself so they just don't torture you, right? And he, he's got a beautiful house with a big boat down there in Tarpon Springs, uh, Florida, where the, the people on top of the Spanos family live. So, Minnesota, who has a shady owner, that's why they don't have backups, against a government team, Green Bay, that's owned by the city of Green Bay. Uh, Rogers is not right. We always know that Rogers is not right in the head. <laughs> he has more talent than Brady. Great organization. Except Brady has seven Super Bowls. And Rodgers has won because Brady's a harder worker than uh, Rodgers, right? It's like some people, intelligence is not enough. Some people are more successful than intelligent people because they outwork. <laughs> so that's, that's a big difference between Rodgers and Brady, right? Physical talent versus somebody who works hard. And to his intelligence, he had to hard work. I like Minnesota at home in this situation. I'm going to buy a point plus, plus the three points. In Minnesota, normal, under normal circumstances, let me make sure. I think this is the first time they've played, right? Yes. Let me make sure that. Yep. North, exactly. That's exactly. All right. Yeah. Usually, the first time they play this game will go under. The second would go over. Mm -hmm. But. It was 49 too. That's kind of high. It was 45, but I still think it's going to go over. I think it's going to be some plays late in this game. Uh, Minnesota has taken it to the next level as far as not having any backups on defense. They really don't. They're coming back from a long trip. Uh, and that's the thing too, like with the Raiders, because we use business and financial concepts like investments to have an NBA, so on and so forth. Same process, depending on the games. And you have fundamental analysis that CNBC was talking about today because people have gotten rich with fundamental analysis, not technical analysis. And within fundamental analysis, you have corporate governance, right? You study the corporate governance, the management of the team uh, to be a factor, right? Not a determinant, but a factor in making your decision, right? Eliminating variables and co-variables ensure a result. The smart guys on Minnesota understand they have shady ownership. <laughs> they understand the risks are higher than if you did play for Green Bay or New England, legit management who are at least trying to get depth and have a legitimate practice squad. So that's why I think it's going over. Zimmer, he really does sound like somebody uh, who is comfortable with dysfunction, right? Stefanoski, head coach of uh, Cleveland, coached for him a long time. And one of the things is he has a lot of emotional control and he could deal with Zimmer verbally and sometimes even physically abusing him <laughs> as the assistant head coach. Well, everybody didn't put up with it. All the coordinators, all the people, right? Quit. 
people didn't quit was Gary Kubiak, long-term friend of Zimmer, who had a heart attack in the sideline. So he had to be the offensive coordinator from his farm in College Station, Texas, right? Home of Texas A&M, the richest alumni group. So his son, Kubiak's son is now, I, I still call him a fake offensive coordinator because there was a, a tyrant. And I don't think the NFL has the technology to monitor if Kubiak is deemed, because he, he did it once, because he can't be on the sidelines. The doctor told him he can't be on the sidelines. And after he was the offensive coordinator last year, the doctor told him he can no longer be an offensive coordinator. So he defined the rules and having his any way you cut it, having your kid as the offensive coordinator is kind of uh, strange, right? So the defensive coordinator for the Minnesota Vikings is Mike Zimmer's son. And then uh, the Baltimore Ravens game, uh, an intern friend of the family got a 15-yard penalty for excessive roughness when one of the Baltimore players went to the sideline. So Zimmer, you know, he's really good. He always covers division games. I see that happen. But uh, Barr and Kendrick can only do so much. They can only be out there so many plays. That's why this game is going over. Zimmer's going to doubt something up because he always does. But I don't see this game going under at all. But I do see them covering as a home dog in the division. They got Zimmer who could spend so many years in Cincinnati because he knows how to deal with dysfunction and pull out some division games. Always played Pittsburgh. This analogy is Green Bay really tough. What do you think, Scott? Okay. So I'm going to wait to bet in this game until before kickoff. And here are the three reasons why. So Rogers last week said he was, he was fatigued after the game because of the COVID. He now has a toe injury, and right. he says he says he he hopes to play, but he's not sure. So, if Jordan Love is the quarterback, this game is going under, um, and Minnesota is going to win this game outright. I think um, I'm still leaning toward taking Minnesota on the money line because I think they uh, I think they can win this game whether Rodgers is there or not. Um, so I'm going to wait until Sunday to bet it, but if you're asking me right now, I would take Minnesota and I would take the over because I think whether Rodgers is there or not um, because I think this is one of those game, one of those these games that always goes um, high scoring, no weather factor, it's in a dome, uh, perfect conditions, each team's going to be able to throw the ball uh, all over the place and the, each team has a, a very good running game. So the offensive weapons for both teams are there. Um, but like I said, I would I would absolutely wait until Sunday morning to bet this game or until you hear whether Rodgers is in, in, in or out. He makes a huge difference in this game. Um, but right now I'm going to take Minnesota to cover. I'm going to take Minnesota on the money line, and I'm going to take the over on the game. So, okay. so that's where I'm going. All right. So I'm going to take notes here. Uh, do you? minutes before kickoff I'll, I'll speak on it mm-hmm. if you want to be on the stream too chat or Scott, just let me know uh, yeah i'll come on i'll come on sunday morning or a half hour before the games 
Okay, That's cool. fine. Right we'll, we'll report on that. I kind of like the over two because let's say Jordan Love is in there. Zimmer, like all these great defensive coordinators, really don't account for the quarterback. Do not think the quarterback can beat them. You can't argue with Pete Carroll, right? Because he's won three national championships and been a couple of Super Bowls. One Super Bowl as a head coach and as a defensive coordinator for Walsh in San Francisco 49ers. So that's Bill Belichick. He's won seven Super Bowls. And Nick Satan, right, has won seven national championships. So that's six titles with uh, defenses that do not get account for the quarterback. For me, an NBA business guy, to tell them to change their defense would be ludicrous. But I monetize it by saying, oh, maybe they lose, but they go over. And also keep keep in mind, Minnesota's kryptonite has been Devontae Adams. Whether they've been good defensively or not, he always has big games against them. So look for that. That's a tendency to look for as well. So, Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. So it's going to be a game time decision. What do you think, Chad? Chad is driving on the way to Corvallis. Yeah, I, I like Minnesota. I like Minnesota on money line here a lot. Um, I mean, regardless of Aaron Rodgers, I like him if Aaron Rodgers plays, but I think you, you're going to get a better line now than if Aaron, it comes out of Aaron Rodgers is not playing. That line's going to swing, I would say, in Minnesota's favor quite a bit. Yep. Um, so, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm going to take it down just, you know, but even if he, does, if he doesn't play great, I got a great number um, against it. And then um, total-wise, I, I, I'm going to wait and see if Jordan loves starting. I'm going to go with that under. Uh, but if it's Aaron Rodgers, I think over all day. Uh, so that, that that's what I'm waiting to do with the with the total. Yeah, I agree. I agree with the Jordan Love thing because look what he did in Kansas City against that that defense, which wasn't as good as they are now at the time. He only put seven I, points. Yeah, I I just think Lafleur's game plan will just change. You know, what I'm yeah. saying like whether he's a he's the type of coach whether. He had he, if he has Aaron Rodgers or Jordan Love, he's running completely different plays, you know, schematically. Right. He's not yeah. the type of coach that's like, nope, these are my 50 plays. I'm running them with anybody. That's stupid, and that's not what you do. He's going to switch it up. Um, you know, it's it's going to be, you know, he's going to get the ball in the spend maker's hands, run the ball out, you know, short passes, extension of the run game. Yep. You know. Yep. And, he, and he's got his new toy at running back in Dylan because Jones is out, so. He, he's going to want to show him off yeah. if he can, so. Yeah. Right, and then uh, it's in the episode notes. I have the top 10 rules of betting, right, that I've used that I've come up with the last 13 years that I made profit. Number one rule of betting is you do not bet your own team. And uh, Chad, professional football player, starting for your Las Vegas Knights, worked out with Jordan Love or Josh Love. Who are these Love guys? Jay, Josh, and they all played for a group of five teams. They covered the spread as dogs. <laughs> they all have a lot in common. So you got to watch that, right? That's for uh, educational purposes. 
so that's going to be a game time decision. We like Minnesota in the spot. And the total, I'm going to go over regardless, even Jordan loves in there because I think they'll take off because uh, this is a division game. They'll have him take off, not do what he did against the Chiefs, which was nothing except uh, backdoor cover. But immediately you're gonna, touchdown at the end of the wait. game. Go ahead, Josh. Chad. You're gonna you're gonna wait to bet that total, right? Because if Jordan Love does start, it's gonna try, probably gonna drop, drop down five exactly. points or so, and you can go over that and get a way better number. Yeah, um, and and the other thing is is there was a game earlier this year, a couple of weeks ago, where the spread just completely changed. You know, right. this is going to be another game if Rodgers is out. That this spread is just going to completely turn, go crazy, and turn uh, around. It so, probably goes down to like forty-four. Yeah. So bet the right. bet the side now. Take the side now. If you if you like the Vikings as a better, get it now, because if Rodgers is ruled out, you're not going to get a better number than what you have right now. So. No. Nope. Not at all. Not. At all. And now it'll be interesting because those lines are flying up because now you can bet in Indiana, you can bet in Minnesota, all the Illinois, and all those people are going to bet what the popular opinion is, what they tell them to do on ESPN, Fox, all these so-called gurus. Where's the perspective? Where's the numbers? Tell me why you picked what you picked. What was the result? What has been your result since the beginning of the season? Where's your spreadsheet at? I got mine. <laughs> we have the chart of profit there as our graphic. <laughs> it keeps going up. All right. So that's going to be a game time decision. I'll put that one in on my notes that we're going to talk about. But we gave you the options, right? We gave you what I call the betting RPL, right? Your run pass option. So that's that's what's going to happen in that game, uh, to the best of our perception. All right. Next game we're going to go to are the tanking New York Jets. Their owner uh, Johnson. He takes a loan out on the team not to pay taxes. The IRS is after him. They want probably about $60 million in back taxes. So that's why they hired an inexperienced head coach. That's why uh, Flacco with a neck problem is going to be the starting quarterback. And this is like, who's tanking less? I like Miami on the road. They're a loser team. So you, you can't mess with those points. I think Miami on the money line. Uh, under 45, the only way it goes over is because the Jets starters are average and their backups are really, really bad for what I've been uh, articulating throughout the podcast. But I like it under 45 for Miami, money line, under 45. What do you think, Scott? I'm with you. I'm with you. Uh, the only thing Flacco can really do in this game is dump that ball down to the running backs. He hasn't started an NFL game in, I think, two years. He hasn't played an NFL game in probably a year and a half or two. Jets were the last game he probably played. 
a couple of years ago. So I, I think Miami could shut the Jets out. I think they really could. I, I think this could be one of those 17 nothing, 24 nothing type right. of games. I don't see the Jets doing much on offense. And defensively, they're not great either. So um, I think Miami's tendency is going to be to, to run the ball, to get Gesicki involved, to get Miles Gaskin going. Uh, this is the perfect game for him to do it. Um, and I just think the Jets are going to have trouble doing anything on offense. Um, and Miami's competent enough on, on offense to, to force the Jets to do some things on defense they don't want to do. So I like Miami big here. I, I, this, is, this is one of those games where Miami could just shut them out and, and control the game from start to finish. So a Miami and a definite under, definite under. Might not even hit 30 points this week, that game. So I 100% agree. And before we go to Chad, Miami last week really liked the college team, right? Playing two quarterbacks. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yep. Uh, Chad, what are your thoughts? On the road to Corvallis. Place I do not want to be unless Chad is with me. Those places like that, little towns, you know, Corrales, Pullman, Starkville, Stark Vegas. What are your thoughts on this game, Chad? Yeah, I think I like the Dolphins here a lot. Um, and the under, I think, right, the, the, so the Jets are starting Flacco, correct? Yes. Yep. Yeah, so. Basically, what that tells me is that, right, Mike White had a bad game. He had a good, good game and a bad game. Now, they're, they're, they know Zach Wilson's their future franchise quarterback. They don't want Mike White to go out and have another good game where he right. balls out and he, the fans are going, oh, Mike White, the savior. They right. don't want that. They don't want that complication. Don't want any young, bad talk. It's like a person. dad who yeah, doesn't yeah, let his family yeah. talk. Yeah, and, and then and then it wants Zach Wilson's head to get messed up. Like, oh, they're all talking about Mike White now, oh, you know, like where he's not in his right state of mind and he's worried about shoot. Like he feels extra pressure now to be this franchise guy, you know. Like they're just so they're just gonna go with Flacco. It, so I mean, I, to me, they're 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 throwing this game. You know, they're not they're not going with their best chance to win here. They're they're keeping the status quo with Flacco. So I think Miami's gonna roll them. I agree. So we're all in agreement. Yeah, and keep in mind too, when Flacco got traded, his first comment was, "I don't want to play for the Jets." <laughs> so, right. what is he gonna do in the game? To, you know, I, he doesn't want to play for the Jets. So, yeah, no, Flacco's in there because he's gonna do exactly what he's told to do. Yep. You know, I'll just yep. do it. Dial up that pick six. <laughs> 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 Uh, so we're going to go with your Miami Dolphins on the road against the Jets. A traditional game. I hate sad, but a lot of yeah, old yeah. school Miami Jets fans always look forward, regardless of the records, to this game. It was always, it was always crazy. Yep. You know, when these, when these teams uh, played historically, right? But it's a new era, right? If you live in the past, you die in the past. So it's yep. pro football today, 2021, not 2020 or 2019. Or, you know, 2000s is 2021. 
All right. So Miami, consensus pick is your Miami Dolphins on the money line because you know that a family member who asked for the 20 bucks is going to show up late. The honey baked ham, they burned it, so they have to go to the store and get a glazed ham. They're late and they have a story, right? So money line because you can't trust them with points. Here I see a coaching mismatch. Uh, I like New Orleans. Plus one, because it could be crazy, but I'm going to go New Orleans. Money line. You guys bet three sides of it. New Orleans money line. New Orleans plus one. Over 43, because it could be like the Charger game where they go back and forth late at home. I don't think Philadelphia has won. Have they won a home game yet? Uh, a lot of Teams have had trouble at home, but it's a coaching mismatch between Super Bowl winning coach Sean Payton and Nick Satriani. I always want to call him like the guitar player, <laughs> uh, but he's not. His name is Nick. Look at Philadelphia prior. Nick Satriani, S I R I A N N I. All right, he's gonna get out coached. Uh, there, he, he's doing a good job again. It's almost like a dysfunctional thing, family. He's trying to blend in that coaching staff, they're all first year working together. And uh, the defensive coordinator, because you look at Gruden, uh, Reed, all these guys, Belichick, they play complementary football, they all kind of gel as a staff, right. You don't want to score quickly because you don't want the defense back on the field. Da, da, da. Eagles are all over the place. Then they have a thrower, not a passer, Jalen Hurts, uh, who doesn't play well until late, until the defenses are tired in the fourth quarter against Dennis Allen. Again, a veteran defensive coordinator going against a young quarterback that he's not at Alabama anymore with Devontae Smith. He's not at Oklahoma with uh, C.D. Lamb. He's in Philadelphia with Devontae Smith. And he can't throw it to him on every play. So I like New Orleans. Money line plus one. And I like it to go over 43. Because this is 2021. Not 2020, 2019. Or 10 years ago, this would have been an under game for sure. Better stadium. Philadelphia. Now, I am going to get a text from my buddy in Arizona telling me because of the Rittenhouse Kenosha riots, all the cities with predominantly or with significant African American population, they're all going to get the calls this weekend. So that's a factor that I'm factoring in because the rest, just ask Pete Carroll. Read that article on Pete Carroll in Green Bay what he thinks about the refs influencing games, close games for the home crowd who are paying $500,000 for suites, right? Highest and best use of real estate, commercial real estate property. What are your thoughts on that game, Scott? So the Eagles have not won a home game, first of all. I just okay, checked. Got it. So, um, 
The Eagles, what they have been doing the last three weeks is running the ball a lot. New Orleans does not give up a lot of yards on the ground. So, to me, it tells me it's going to fall on Jalen Hurts. As we've seen time and time again with him, he waits until he has trouble till the fourth quarter, and then he gets going. Right. Are the Saints going to be up by a lot of points, by two, two, three touchdowns um, going into the fourth quarter so that it won't affect them? I believe so. I believe so. Um, Philly's defense is not in any great shakes. Um, New Orleans, Simeon has been serviceable. He's been pretty good. Um, They do have some weapons. Kamara might be back this week. If Kamara's back this week, the Saints, that game will flip and go to the Saints being favorite. So get it now because you're getting points with the Saints where after Kamara's ruled back, you'll get, you won't get any points with the Saints. So I'm taking the Saints. I'm taking the under because I'm saying Philly is not going to, is not going to score a heck of a lot because the Saints defense is pretty good. Um, and I'm, I'm saying any player prop you can get on the under, you know, with the Philly running backs, you got to go under. So I'm, I'm right. liking the Saints on the money line and the under. Saints on the money line in the end. So we're in agreement now. Yep. Yep. Uh, this podcast is what reality TV was supposed to be. Unscripted. Uh, we don't talk really a lot about our picks before we do it. So it's spontaneous. We have that magic. Because you know what? We're just regular guys like everybody else. Nobody has secret sauce. Whenever I had a restaurant, whenever I tried to pitch my secret sauces and that, I was always told it was ketchup by somebody. <laughs> Nobody has a secret sauce. So when we're spontaneously in agreement yep. between Scott, Chad, and I, we've watched over 120 years of football throughout our lives. So when we're spontaneously in agreement, uh, we have a high percentage. Right? I think we're like nine and one. Uh, when we spontaneously agree on a money line, and this is a plus money, money line yeah. at Philadelphia. Corporate governance, I think we have a coaching advantage with Sean Payne. What do you think, no, Chad? No question. Yeah, Josh, are you going on the over here or the under? I'm going over. I'm going so, under. Okay. Yeah, so he's going under. Okay, so yeah, I like yeah, yeah. I, I, I like I like the Saints here. I want to back Sean Payton here. I, I think they'll they'll be able to get this win. Um, just just uh, in a better spot right now than the Eagles. Um, but yeah, I, I I gotta go on the over here. I think forty three is a little low for this one. Um, right. And I I think I think the Eagles can get get me to like 21, 17, 21. Um, you know, so like a. Tw- 24 to, to 21 Saints win, you know, 45 and, and sneak it over here. So I'm going to go over and uh, so, so I'll take the Saints money line. You know what? I'll change. I'll go over. I'll go over. I was close. Right, I'll, because I'll the, take the over. Yeah. The, right. And, you know, a lot of this is uh, listening, right? So when somebody sends you a text, something I used to miss kind of. Because I had learned finally, you know, you listen business, right? You listen to the person and kind of withhold judgment, stop them moving in here and listen. 
But I wasn't paying enough attention to text, emails. If it was a long email, uh, I wasn't taking breaks while reading the long email, then coming back with fresh eyes and rereading it. Mm -hmm. Now I do that, right? So with the lines, you have to do the same way. The average score of an NFL game is 45 points. 45, yep. So with two basically offensive-minded guys, Vegas is putting it under 45 by a lot, sort of 43, kind of maybe taking advantage of recency bias. Because if we know recency bias, Vegas knows recency bias. And they're trying to take advantage of that to basically leverage that. So... 43. <laughs> <I'm going over. laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 I agree. All right. So we're all in agreement. Three sides of the bet. That's three tickets. And they're gonna mention this game because people that's the other thing, right? People going to Vegas for the holidays. If you make over X amount of money, tell the casino you at and go to a reputable, reputable one, you know, like Caesars, The Wind, uh, and have them send you a check to your house, right? If you have family member in Florida that you trust, <laughs> send them to Florida, right? Because they're not going to take the taxes out when you cash the check. <laughs> so you got to watch that. But don't, especially if you're listening to the podcast and then equal amounts of this game, don't walk around with all this cash with these three New Orleans tickets we're giving you right now. Because I know the guy helping us with the spreadsheet is going to have three tickets, man. Bet equal amounts. Three winners. New Orleans plus one. New Orleans on the money line. Over 43. Watch out for Elizabeth Warren. She'll be around someplace yeah. waiting to collect Yeah, don't money. send the checks to Massachusetts. Figure out a way. Yeah. You know. Open up a uh, offshore account, maybe. <laughs> Which Congress hasn't banned that yet, right? Uh, I was, you know, it, it, the bills never pass. Bipartisan agreement. One of the few bills that has 100% support from the Republicans and the Democrats. And that is, I feel in my humble opinion, I don't care if you're on city council or on a board or Congress or president of the United States. Mitt Romney kind of fits in this. Another Massachusetts guy, former governor of Massachusetts, Mitt Romney. Yep. yep. Uh, you, you should not be able to get wires from offshore accounts. <laughs> right? They should not be able to do that. And it's never passed Congress. It's been up three times. And the only one they, they invalidated, look it up on Google, uh, Congressman from Louisiana. Uh, hard cold cash Jackson. He called him that because he had like five million dollars in freezers in his basement in Louisiana. Cash. <laughs> so when the, the, the FBI found it, they took it out of their those freezers. They're supposed to have meat in there. He had cold hard cash. So they call him cold hard cash Jackson. But yeah, now have the casino center check to your house and uh you know, open up a business, sole proprietorship, go to Zoom, go to um, LegalZoom, pay the fees, pay $300. You made, what, $20,000 betting on games, equal amounts. Pay the 300 bucks 
to start an LLC or whatever and have the check deposited in that account, right? So you mitigate taxes, mm-hmm. which it's my bulk of the income that I, you know, what I help people with. But the laws are going to change for right now. That's legal. I got to change, check this uh, non, the soft infrastructure bill because Elizabeth Warren and Bernie Sanders wanted to throw in some sports betting tax legislation. I'm going to have to read up on it, right? In, you know, Tuesday podcast, that's what that's for. It's for more technical stuff. So we've got New Orleans plus one money line over 43. Next game uh, is the Washington football team. Ron Rivera at the Carolina Panthers and David Tepper. Uh, David Tepper, supposedly, that's one of those guys. David Tepper is the opposite of Jerry Jones in some ways. They're both billionaires and they're both phenomenal beyond Hall fame salesmen, right? They became billionaires. The salesmen think short-term, businessmen and women think long-term. And like a family values, Christian, board of supervisors, guy told me, who's also a lawyer, which is the same part of my brain as liar. He said, lying is not against the law 95% of the time. I would not believe anything that comes out of David Tipper's mouth, right? But according to him, he retired with $3 billion, put $2 billion in Carolina Panthers, right? And kept $1 billion for his family, for his legacy, his son, who's helping him run that family firm. And he was supposed to be out. It's not he's the owner, president, general manager, and head of scouting for Carolina. He said he could do all those jobs because he was going to retire. But I sent Scott a link to where he's talking about investments. <laughs> I'm like, I meant you were supposed to be retired. What are you talking about investments? Focus on the team. He gets uh, Cam Newton to come back because he wants to sell the season tickets, right? He wants to get butts in the seats. He's paying Matt Rule. First time head coach, second year ever as a head coach. Uh, he coached at Temple, right? And then he coaches at Baylor. And suddenly, he's the highest paid coach, more than Sean Payton, in the NFC South. No Super Bowl, even though Sean Payton's won a Super Bowl. Bruce Arians has won a Super Bowl. Uh, Matt Rule's getting paid more than he is. Matt Rule, control freak, he wants to go back to college. He wants to make $10 million and not have to deal with a boss like David Tepper, who thinks he knows everything. Carolina, Cam Newton, P.J. Walker, whatever is good in your social life is bad for business. So the fact that Matt Rule has a lot of loyalty to P.J. Walker, who he leveraged P.J. Walker into USF, the banner back. I love seeing PJ Walker. I'll give him a hug if I see him. He's USF beat him every time. Now, now he's a starting quarterback. He's a thrower, not a passer. Cam Newton is 
the two quarterback system, college people, right? Miami's doing it. Now Matt Rule's doing it, right? Authoritarian defensive-minded coach wants to put it on the defense. Darnold was ineffective. Again, I think they're lying about this. Remember, we don't believe in the Easter Bunny or Santa Claus. The reason we do so well in sports betting in large part is our cynicism. I don't believe that David Tepper. I think Darnold's ineffective. Defense has been on the field too long. I think we saw the real Washington football team as North Turner's offense gets better as the year goes along. That's why Chargers always used to win the last four games of the season. Phil Rivers, North Turner, and who? Ron Rivera was their defensive coordinator. It's the same movie. We've seen this movie before. Uh, it's Washington minus three. They're still the functional football team. Obviously, even though he's the general manager, president, uh, and coach of the team, Ron Rivera, another person with a heart condition, even had, oh, he had cancer. He beat down cancer. He also had a heart condition. He really is not supposed to be on the sidelines. But he's, I heard him getting mad, yelling at people. I'm like, oh, you're going to have a heart attack, man. Calm down. <laughs> uh, oh, that's a tough one. I'm, I'm, my lean, I'll see what you guys have to say, but my lean is Washington, money line, and over 43 again because that's too low. And this is modern football. Yeah, it's going to be a low-scoring game going into the fourth quarter. We'll throw the kitchen sink at each other. Because now it's the second half of the season. And I think both these teams are looking to be that last mediocre below 500 team that gets into the playoffs. Because we have an extra team in the playoffs this year. And I think the, both of these teams have burned their, their, their tanking car. What do you think, Scott and Chad? So I think this is, a, uh, this is an enormous game for that number seven seed. Um, right. I think Carolina is going to win the game simply because I think they got the Cam Newton juice. I think the right. team is juiced up for Cam Newton to come in as the starting quarterback coming back to Carolina. Um, and I think with the game being at Carolina, I think that will give the, the Panthers enough juice to win the game. Um, there, I think there's a seven seed right now. So if they win this game, it's it's huge for them. It's absolutely huge for them. So I'm taking Carolina. I think they're going to run the ball a lot. I think it's going to be a lot of dump offs to McCaffrey. I think they're going to control the time of possession. I think they're going to control the line of scrimmage. Uh, Chase Young is out for the season. He tore his ACL last week. That's a huge loss for Washington. Um, so their their run defense will suffer a little bit. And I think Cam's going to do just enough in the passing game and just enough with his feet for them to come up with the win. I think it's going to be a close five, six-point win, something like that. And I think the game is going to go under because I think what both teams want to do is run the ball, run the ball, control the line of scrimmage. And I think that's, that's what both teams are going to do. But I think Carolina's going to have a little bit more success with it um, in the short passing game. So I, I favor Carolina and the under in this game. Right. I think you're going to be right into the fourth quarter, but both defenses have been on the field all year. Yeah. So they'll give up some late touchdowns. So break the tide, Chad Nolan. 
Yeah, so 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 is Cam they announced Cam Newton the starter? PJ Walker is not starting. Cam's okay. taking all the first team reps. It looks like he's gonna start for them. If yeah, PJ uh, Walker came back to college right now and played USF, I would be happy. I like USF's defenses against PJ Walker. Yeah, well, I, I I will say I think 43 is too low. I think this one's gonna get over. Right. Um, I think that there'll be a late score that'll get this one, you know, about over 46, 47. Uh, you know, I, I'm going to have to go. I'm going to have to just go against Cam here. This is kind of a fade of Cam. Well, I that's the think, thing. You worked out with Cam during the offseason, right? Yeah, I worked out with, yeah, I worked out with him a few times. I just think that. Man, if if Washington's offense can carry over what they did last week into this game, I I, I don't think that Carolina is going to be able to keep up with that offensively. Um, they're going to run the ball a lot with Cam, a lot of short passes, a lot of running. So yeah, I, I gotta go. I gotta go Washington here. And uh, what 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 is the spread on this one? It's like it's pretty much a pick 'em. Or yeah, I think it's three. Three. Carolina, three. Yeah. And Carolina's yeah. getting three. Carolina's favored by three. They, Washington's getting three. Yeah. Washington. Oh, Washington's three getting three. Okay. I believe, I believe so. Yeah. Let me, let me triple check, check here. Make sure. Uh, yeah. Carolina's getting three. Uh, given three. Washington's yeah, like, getting the points. Yeah. Hey, I like, I like Washington all day. Give me Washington. I'm going to buy that point. Give me Washington plus four over 43 because what Chad said. Um, I've talked to Chad before. I would disclose anything like that. But based on information we have, based on his body language and the way he looked last week when he came in the game for his goal line plays, Chase Young and that defensive line coming at him. Chase Young is hurt though. Chase Young is gone for the year. Towards oh, ACL. Wow. wow again, towards ACL. Right. That's yeah, that body that, is these are not meant for football. That lead me to a Carolina. That that injury right there. Yeah. yeah I like Jack Del Rio. I like Jack Del Rio and what they're doing against again, Coach Mitsunak. You got two defensive veteran coordinators and Ron Rivera. Jack Del Rio against Brady, who, I, I mean, Temper, I don't know if he got taken advantage of, and now he's pissed too, because he paid that office coordinator $5 million. So he's paying rule $7 million, office coordinator $5 million, and all he did was work for Sean Payton in one year, right, as an offensive coordinator for LSU, well, their coach got fired. How hard? Remember, LSU had five offensive linemen that are now in the NFL starting. You have Chase, the Chase with your receiver, the other guy, check and remind me, and the running back was Geese. And your quarterback was the Heisman Trophy winner, Joe Burrow. How hard is it to coordinate that offense? I would even take a shot in the SEC court with that type of talent. Then he gets $5 million a year to be Carolina's office coordinator 
and the fans didn't know a lot of football down in Carolina don't like this guy. So it's a coaching mismatch. Or Dorio, who's won the Super Bowl, so has Rivera as a coordinator. Uh, I think it's a coaching mismatch. That offensive guy, and Matt Rule's a defensive guy, and he's meddling in the offense. What does he know about offense? He had P.J. Walker at Temple. I didn't even know what he had at Baylor. I didn't even know who those people are. He only coached there for a couple of years. Uh, I see a lot of dysfunction here, both ways. Uh, just because they have so much experience, I think Washington is a little less dysfunctional. And I can still lose my field goal here. And I'm, I'm catching the ticket. And, and, and our guy, I'm not going to mention his name because I don't want him to get robbed like cash in the pocket. <laughs> cash, you got these tickets. But he he got a field goal. He catches that ticket, right? Uh, if Carolina wins by a field goal. Like the over 43. So the consensus is the Washington football team plus four over 43. Now, the last time I went to Vegas, Anna does not like sports at all. So she would check on me in the sports book and she had her iPad and her phone and she's watching movies. Six cents, women intuition. She knew exactly when all the games ended. Right. And she's like, oh, this is I want to do. I want to go cash those tickets. <laughs> so she went over to the, the window cash. I said, remember, remember to tip the cashiers. So those folks in Vegas, tip the cashiers because you get more from giving than getting. And they have great advice. And they might give you a half a point when you go back. Right? Because you tipped them. All right. Next game is San Francisco 49ers, right? Traveling to Jacksonville, getting six points. The over-under is 45. I'm actually going to be there for this. Close to Jacksonville. I'm going to check the weather. I'm going to see if I can go outside and breathe in the humidity. You're like, Josh, it's November, late November. It doesn't matter, man. It's hot. And here... (laughs) There's a cold. There's a cold front coming into Jacksonville two days after the game. I'll just just say that. San Francisco is beautiful weather. Jacksonville, Jacksonville, Florida. For me in Tampa, we go check Jacksonville. Jacksonville. The problems are humidity, like everybody says. Yeah, with pads on, and you got to be prepared. You can't be a cheapo team. You got to bring mystifiers. Yep. Not two like Tulsa did. Tulsa had two two mystifiers, and all the USF fans were rushing to bet that second half. I think Chad catched that second half. Tulsa line. Chad is like ninety percent on USF games. I yeah, can't bet. I definitely did. I bet. I bet. <laughs> oh, I'm like five and one in USF games. It's not gonna be bad. They're going to be bad. 73, 59. And let me see what the humidity is. But at um, 73, it's not going to be bad. Jacksonville, Florida, Sunday. It's probably, I would say, probably in the 60% range someplace, humidity-wise. Right. With that temperature. Right. 
Well, this is Jacksonville, though. I know that mm-hmm. like Tampa because it's surrounded by three sides by water. Yeah. Uh, it gets way up there, right? Florida is a state surrounded on three sides by sharks, and the other side is Georgia and Alabama, which is not much better than the sharks on the other three sides. <laughs> that is the state of Florida. Is seventy percent humidity, so it's, I guess it's global warming, but the humidity is just as much as the temperature lately. Yeah. Uh, Shanahan, they're gonna run in a lot. Jack, Jacksonville's problem is Charles Lawrence is not an NFL quarterback, and now it's getting so bad that the fans are turning on everybody. Urban Meyer would have pulled them if uh, Trent Balky was not the general manager. And really, I think Urban Meyer was gravy training this. He's getting paid. Uh, they said that they were inaccurate about what, how much he's getting paid every year. Uh, he did not want to come out of retirement. So the only way he said he would coach the team if he got paid $12 million a year with half the contract paid up front already in investments in the bank for his legacy. So his great-great-grandkids are already rich. So he's just gravy king. The defense is playing lights out for Jacksonville. Uh, San Francisco coming off a big win against the Rams. Uh, Jacksonville is very interesting because uh, Frank Reich knows that Urban Meyer is the special teams coach for Jacksonville. Even though it might not be official, the guy just getting paid to be his assistant special teams. So what he's doing in Florida is making sure those special teams run a lot. He can get a cheap touchdown in the second half, which he's done in games he would have covered if Trevor Lawrence wasn't so bad. Now, an added caveat to this is the Beathard family. Backup quarterback for Jacksonville is Beathard, whose dad was a Super Bowl-winning general manager for your Washington Redskins. So Meyer being smart, it's gotten a lot of legacy people in. What do you think, legacy? The who's now emerged as the offensive coordinator is Brian Schottenheimer. Schottenheimer, I love him like Andy Reid, right? He monetized, made me a lot of money, always losing in the playoffs. Always had a great team, always lost in the playoffs. And I know Scott remembers that playoff game where Schottenheimer had a superior team with Philip Rivers, with the Hall of Fame. Running back, lights out, defense, and Belichick came in there with an inferior team and out coach Schottenheimer like he did when New England played Cleveland. Yep. <laughs> you know, totally remember. Again, we monetize and keep monetizing. So long story short, Shanahan legacy. His dad won a couple of Super Bowls with Denver. I like Jacksonville. Plus seven points 
two running coaches, but offensive minded. So I wouldn't be shocked if the backup quarterback, Baffert, plays the second half because it's almost a crime uh, to allow this to go on to that Jacksonville defense, the way they've been playing lights out. Uh, they shut out the Bills, they shut out the Colts. And the only reason they haven't won three or four more games, so I'll give it to Urban Meyer. Urban Meyer would be in the playoff hut with a half decent quarterback. But hey, he Germano shows the draft pick. He he's like uh, you know, not to get religious, but he's like uh the guy in the Bible who's washed his hands of the situation. <laughs> he's washing his hands. I didn't pick the quarterback. GM did. I'm just here collecting my 12 million. I did my part. My special teams are lights out. My defense is lights out. So I like Jacksonville plus seven. Um, over 44 points in Jacksonville second half line because I don't think the 49ers are going to be able to breathe in that second half. What are your thoughts, Scott? Plus, adding it's a short week for San Francisco. They just played a right. division division opponent. Uh, took it took it out to the woodshed. They may be right. overlooking this game a little bit. One o'clock game, early game, so their their bodies are getting that much less rest as right. the game goes on. I think they're wearing down. So with those factors factored in, I like Jacksonville to cover, and I like the over because I just think that San Francisco's defense is going to be tied in the second half and it's probably going to give up some points. And what does Shanahan want to do the best? Run the ball. And he's got Debo Samuel as wide receiver running the ball too. So um, so I, I, I tend to think this is going to be one of those 27-21 games. Um, Jacksonville's either going to score a late touchdown to cover or they're going to have a turnover late in the game that's going to lose them the game. So – um, you know, I agree with you. Trevor Lawrence is not NFL quarterback right now. Um, he may get there, he may not. I don't know, but I, I like Jacksonville to cover and I like the, the over on it. So, yeah, a lot of teams now, college and pro, now playing two quarterbacks. So, Trevor Lawrence, I don't think he's gonna get offended. What is that, Chad Noah? Yeah, so I think this one's going over for sure. I agree, I agree with you guys there. Um, I think both teams will score here. Um, but, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm liking the 49ers minus the six here. I'm going the other way on the side. I think with that division and 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 where they're at right now, four and five, this is the chance to get back to 500. Um, I think they can win this game. I like them to win by seven. Under the key number is six. Vegas is putting that six right there. Um, so I, they can win this one by a touchdown. You know, I, I got the six for overtime or, or two field goals or miss extra point. Uh, I, I think San Francisco can, can handle this game, and I, I think they, they can kind of turn a corner here um, where Jacksonville has just a, you know, been a loser team all year and just has been struggling. So I'm going to – I like this one to go over, but I'm going to go San Francisco minus the six. All right. So we got a split decision. All three of us went over, but we're split on uh, Jacksonville covering at home against the 49ers. And usually when you have a split decision, it's a crazy game. It goes all the way to the end. 
So look for that. And I'm going to check out my body skills. I'm basically doing what the 49ers do. Except I'm not a professional athlete. <laughs> but I'll see how I feel, right? I'm going to go out jogging in the humidity to see what players do, but they can have pants on and a helmet. Split decision. Scott and I go Jacksonville plus the seven, or even if that line balloons, Silicon Valley betting a million dollars blindly on the 49ers, making it plus eight, plus nine, plus 10. We'll wait. That's going to be, I'll put it on my notes here because I'm going to have to include it in that live stream a half hour before. But I like whatever that Jacksonville line balloons to and over uh, the 45 with some late scoring in the second half. Punt return, kickoff return. Uh, Jacksonville plays that good zone. So uh, what's his face? Uh, it's good for one airmail a game, right? Like he did in the Super Bowl for an interception. Garoppolo. Garoppolo is good for one airmail. He's going to be uh, sweating. He's going to be irritable in the second half. He's going to have Miles Jack on him all day. He's going to airmail. It's going to be up to the Jacksonville secondary to hold on to the ball. Let everybody block because you have a crappy offense. You better score on this turnover, right? That's the other thing, too. That Jacksonville defense knows they get a turnover. They need to score because their offense is horrible, right? Even uh, – the Ohio State guy they have, he only makes yards on effort, right? Because he's slow, he's big. But that's where Mario got him because he did that for him at Ohio State. And they won a national championship. And they beat in the playoffs a former teammate of Chad Nolan, Blake Sims, when he played for Alabama. Uh, two dysfunctional uh, franchises in Vegas, the Cincinnati Bengals at the Las Vegas Raiders and it's Cincinnati minus one over under is 45 and a half. Uh, Las Vegas, I mean, it started in the summer where the people in the accounting department, accounting heads had been for the Raiders for many years. They found them, they were stealing money. Then John Gruden gets uh, fired by Roger Goodell which now he's suing it because it was illegal. Me as the MBA, uh, the work I do is head of the diversity council in Orange County. You do a lot of HR got things. I get I, people pay me to come in and uh, help with HR. Um, actually, one of them was Blizzard and Activision, who did not get in trouble for the stuff I advised them of, right? And the stuff I, I invested in, I just said a penny or two. So I'm going to have to uh, pay them a visit. <laughs> hey, I just saved you uh, X amount of money. You know. It'd be nice if you gave me a cut. But they paid me well to begin with. Uh, I say that, you know, to qualify the fact that for first glance, Roger Cadell can't necessarily fire John Gruden because John Gruden works for the Las Vegas Raiders. They have the franchise agreement with the NFL. So they have that going on. Then you have... Uh, two first-round picks thrown off the team. 
right? And you have, um, who now looks like a religious hypocrite in their starting quarterback. That's why you never throw religion in that because people then start tracking you, right? He needs to go to jail and visit Rugs or find out what Rugs is, get him to court. Because on top of all the stuff he's doing, uh, Rugs isn't showing up for basic hearings. And uh, the quarterback isn't showing him any loves and make sure he gets there the way he's supposed to take care of him. So the players are seeing all this. And then you have Cincinnati coming in. Cincinnati is always understaffed. The Brown family does not want to pay for anything. The Brown family has nothing else other than this team. And they take loans out on the team. So the bank is not going to give you a loan for an NFL football team so you can live a lavish lifestyle without having your labor costs under control. That's why they have basically a quarterback coach at the head coach. And Burrow found out that he's not only going to be the starting quarterback, even though he only started one year in college, he's also going to be the uh, scouting assistant and assistant offensive coordinator. <laughs> That's how this functional system is. So they're all, both playing each other in Vegas. Over under is 50. Raiders coming off of two bad losses. But we know why now, right? It makes more sense. At the Giants, bad team. And again, and again last week, they lost uh, against a bad team. So it makes sense of this game for me, Scott. I love Cincinnati in the spot. I think um, coming off the bye, um, it's a, not a late early game. It's a late game. It's a four o'clock game, uh, East Coast time. Um, I think Cincinnati's offense is is comparable to Kansas City's. I think they have the three stud wide receivers. They have the really good running back, and they have the quarterback that knows how to distribute the ball to each receiver and when to get it to them in the proper position. Right. So I love Cincinnati in this spot. I'm I'm really afraid that the Raiders are going are going the same way they went last year, which has started off really hot right. and then started to struggle as the year went on and could never get it back. And then the rug situation comes up, the firing of the front office people, the Gruden situation. It's just been a lot of stuff thrown at them, a lot of adversity thrown at them. Um, and they have they handled it well at first on the field, and now all of a sudden it's coming back to bite them. So. I love Cincinnati. I think Cincinnati's had two weeks to prepare for the Raiders. I think they know what the Raiders want to do on offense. I think they they know their tendencies on defense. So I think you're going to see a Cincinnati team come out that has a chance to make the play, serious chance to make the playoffs, to go into Vegas and to win that game and put the Raiders behind the eight ball in terms of making the playoffs. I think they're going to throw the ball really well, and I think Mixon's going to run the ball to set it up. So I, I like the Bengals big in this game. And I like the over. I think it's going over. Um, I think it's going to get in the 50s total. So I like the Bengals and the over on this game. Yeah, I like the over because of the depleted rosters. Yeah. What do you think, uh, Chad? And the Bengals are going Yeah, I, I like the Bengals here. Yeah, Bengals are coming off a bye here. I think it's huge. Um, you know, they're both five and four at the same point. I think that, that I think the Bengals are are, are gonna are the team 
are the better of the two teams right now. Like Scott said, I think the Raiders might be taking a, a kind of a turn for the worst. Um, so uh, I'll, I'll, I'll take the Bengals here. And, yeah, I think there's going to be a lot of points scored in this one. Um, I think it'll get over the 50 here. Um, so, yeah, I agree with you guys. I like, uh, like the over, and I'll take the Bengals. Yeah, I'll go with the Bengals money line because you don't trust – the Bengals are the epitome of dysfunctional team you can't trust. They're like a family member. You can't put money on them just showing up on time and without a story why they're late for Thanksgiving dinner. Cincinnati's the epitome of that. So I never – any points with Cincinnati. On the money line because it's like kids – Young kids that are in a dysfunctional family. I think a lot of players on Cincinnati don't know how dysfunctional the situation is there. <laughs> so they have that youthful, young energy. energy. Uh, you know, don't believe half of what you see and none of what you hear. I wasn't sold on DeMar Chase until Chad Nolan said, man, DeMar Chase is good. He's fat. You worked out with him, Chad? Lamar Chase. So Raiders have bad, slow defensive backs. They can't cover Lamar Chase. So that's if he decides to play. He only plays when he wants to play. So if he wants to play this week, I think he will. He's in Vegas. Uh, later game, more eyes on it. He's going to want to play. Joe Brower has good report with him. So I like Cincinnati on the money line over 50. All right. Two iconic teams playing against each other. Kansas City has the highest winning percentage at home of any NFL team. Them in Denver, in altitude against Dallas. I'm getting three points, right? Is that right? Let me triple check that. Yeah, Dallas is Dallas is getting three. Dallas is getting three. Huh? I, I don't trust any reading points anymore. So I'm going to go Andrew Reed in the money line. Uh, I do see this as being a shootout, right? Because now Andrew Reed can be more liberal with his offense because he showed his offense against the Raiders. So Dallas has that film. So they're not, they, they're, they're not going to try to hide it. But Dallas is in zone. They'll try to zone blitz to try to get to Mahomes. But Mahomes now is... It's getting out of the pocket more comfortably. If a quarterback can make three first downs with his legs, they win 70% of the time. Uh, really, Mahomes is over his injury more than Dak Prescott is. Uh, and Prescott, now the defensive line for Kansas City is healthy. Uh, even though this game will go over, uh, I like Kansas City in this spot. Right. They're at home. And Dallas is in a good position in a really bad division in the East. Uh, I see this game going like that, first game of the season against Tampa Bay. High-scoring game with a home team, with Super Bowl-winning quarterback, ends up winning it late against a tired Dallas defense. What do you think, Scott? I agree with you. Um, Dallas, again, as like Detroit, Thanksgiving Day game, hosting a Thanksgiving Day game, so they may be looking at that a little bit more. Right. Um, not saying they're taking Kansas City for granted, because they won't. 
Um, but I, I think that they are looking at that Thanksgiving Day game as the one where they can, you know, have the stage to themselves, right. spotlight on them, you know, their back in in a successful way. Um, the game will go this this game against Kansas City will go over for sure. Um, and I think can I agree with you? Kansas City's in a, in a great spot here at home. Was it Dallas? Different story, but it's at Kansas City. Kansas City's in a great spot. Found their offense again last week. I think you'll see the ball going all over the place again. Um, I think Mahomes will throw it to Tyreek. We'll throw it to Kelsey. We'll get Daryl Williams involved. Um, so I just see like a 41-38 game here. I see one of those type of games where Dallas is going to have to throw to keep up with Kansas City. Um, so that's that's where I am. I'm in total agreement with you, Josh, on on how this game is going to play out. Yeah, and it's like college, right? Where they have the travel squad, uh, and then you have the home squad. Home squad has more players. Uh, and when you already have the travel squad and you have really good starters uh, at home, big game in the division, they'll they'll play sixty snaps on the road in a game like this. They're going to play 25, 30 snaps. So they have tight rotations. So I think tight rotations, that's what I mean. What do you think, Chad? Yeah, I agree here. I like the Chiefs. I think that they can win, win this one. I think I think last game was big for them to get first in the division. I think they're kind of turning a corner. Um, I think they're going to come out and play well at home, um, taking the Chiefs on the money line, and it's, I think it's going to be a shootout. So uh, over the 56, I agree. Right, so we're all three in agreement. Your Kansas City Chiefs money line over 56. Next game is Arizona Cardinals in the air raid going against uh, the uh, Phil Jackson of the NFL. Right? He he wants to intimidate and use psychology against the refs in this home game, right? Because the pass is the pass. So for him to probably go out there and uh, take shots at the refs, are you supposed to get fined for that? But this is, yes, you're, you're supposed to. <laughs> you're supposed to. But you're this is also to. like the prosecution, right? It's, it's Pete Carroll. So he did this for this game at home, division game at home. The 12th man, you're getting points. Uh, Queensberry, this, he hasn't done it yet. If he wins this game, he'll have his first winning football season as a head coach in any level. He had no winning seasons at Texas Tech, and he's had no winning seasons in the NFL. Colin Murray's hurt. Uh, they're going to rush three, drop eight, and try to confuse Murray. Again, this 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 defense is not account for the quarterback. They got to get him off the field quick because the longer they're on the field, the more tired they get. But Pete Carroll has to win this game. Pete Carroll's upset. Pete Carroll's not sleeping. He's a real offensive defensive coordinator, not Mr. Norton. Uh, and when Pete Carroll takes over the defense late in the season, you see the Seattle's a totally different team. He's very upset right now. 
uh, and I, I used to call it during the podcast uh, last year. I used to call the well, I did it last year with the George Floyd thing, the unoccupied Seattle because <laughs> you got the occupied Seattle. It took over, right? So again, predominantly African American city, Kenosha, Wisconsin, this week. Me and Pete Carroll's getting the call. There's no way Pete Carroll's not getting. Remember now, what his name is Don. I call him Don Capo Wagner because he's a part of a political mafia, board of supervisors, um, Sunday school teacher. Even though I encourage all the parents to immediately pull their kids out of this man's class, unless <laughs> you want your kid to be end up atheist. But he told me personally. That lying is not against the law. I said, yeah, but you're supposed to be a religious guy. Isn't it against God's law? Don't answer that. You're confusing, right? But uh, refs, it's not against the law for them to make a bad call. So the home team wins and they make money. It's not against the law. It might be unethical. might be immoral, but it's not illegal. And you can do it subconsciously or consciously. Uh, read again, read P. Carroll's article and what he says. He kind of pretty much lays it out for that. And you got to counter what, what Gruden's putting in there. So, again, selective prosecution all the way around. So, for that, many reasons, you got a Super Bowl winning quarterback who can run himself. If a quarterback makes three first down with his legs, it went 70% of the time. Uh, over under is 48. If this is Pete Carroll's type of game, this game is going to go under. And remember, the air raid, especially when it's weeks like this, uh, can be a ball control office. So is the team number 45. Uh, so I like Seattle plus three uh, under what it might balloon on because people like to bet overs. So whatever that over is, Half hour before kickoff. This is going to be a late game, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. So I'll tweet out what I picked right before that game. Or, you know, right as the first games are ending. What are your thoughts, Scott? So I'm agree- I agree with you on the side. I think Seattle. I think this is going to go over, and here's why. I think that Russell Wilson was embarrassed by the way he played last week. I don't think they're going to run the ball a lot. I think the ball is going to be in Russell Wilson's hands. There's always that one game in Seattle that shoots out. And this is going to be the game simply because, and I think Kyle is going to play because he practiced today. So I think he's trending toward playing based on how Arizona played last week. So I think both offenses are going to want to shoot out. Russell Wilson, this is the Russell Wilson type of game. Arizona comes to town. Seattle's off an embarrassing loss in Green Bay. Seattle's offense is going to explode in this game. May not be for long, a long-term thing, but for this one game only, I think Seattle's going to score in the 30 someplace. Because I think Russell Wilson is is totally embarrassed by the way the offense played. And I think the concentration level is going to be that much higher. And I think the only way Seattle wins this game 
and gets back in a playoff race is if Russell Wilson's leading the way. So I see huge games from his receivers, Metcalf and Lockett. I see the tight end getting involved as he did last week. And I just think that Arizona is going to have to play up-tempo, fast, throw the ball around the field for most of the game, if not right from the start. So I think this is Seattle's win. I think it's going over. And I think the, the reason, the other reason why is it's at Seattle. And I think Russell Wilson's right. going to want to show in his first game back in Seattle after the injury that he's still an elite quarterback that you can count on. Yeah. So. Before we get to chat, I'll ask you one question. You still feel that if Kyler Murray does not play, and we know DeAndre Hopkins does not play. If Kyler, De- yeah, if Kyler and DeAndre are out, it, it's going to be an under. And I, I still would go with Seattle. But I would, yeah. I would, my conviction on Seattle would be that much stronger than it is right now. So, yeah, because I mean, Seattle can beat him again like it beat him last week. Yeah. Like, uh, Cardinals got beat last week with Colt McCoy playing mm-hmm. the Panthers 34 to 10. Yep. And that's under 48. What do you think, yep. Chad? Yeah, man, I like, I like Seattle here at home, um, home dog here in the division. I think they can get this thing done when I like them to win this game. Um, but I got to go under, man. I'm just – I'm just going to bet. I, I need to I need to see the finger all the way better, you know, and show me that's all the way better. Um, you know, because, you know, what he tells the media and what that, that's all great, but – you know, if there is some type of twinge and he can make certain throws, you know, there could be a possible game plan where they're going, okay, let's just run the ball. We're going to try to run the ball and we're going to make spot throws when we need to. Um, and I just got to see that, see that finger in its full form. So. I got to see the finger. Believe half of what you see, nothing you hear. I haven't seen his finger. I think Wilson could run the ball a little bit more than, than usual, too. Right. As well. So, this is the other thing, too. Uh, Disguising coverages. So in the air raid, the quarterback and the receiver read the defense on the fly, right? Uh, and Chad, let me uh, check me in from right, right? If it's a zone, you cross. If it's man, you're in vertical routes, right? Yeah. So this year, right? You see with your eyes when we talk about learning lessons that I know, right? This year, young quarterbacks against Super Bowl winning defensive coordinators and veteran defense coordinator have all lost. It's been 100% because these veteran defensive coordinators know every single trick in the book to hide what defense they're in, right? Including Joe Barry and AJ Green didn't know what, what was going on and they, they, they shut down Arizona. Joe Barry, uh, Joe Barry, Mary, Monty Kiffin's daughter, Lane Kiffin's sister, right? Pete Carroll learned his defense from who? Monty Kiffin. Tony Dungy, Tom Dungy, Love, that we talked about her, you know, Houston. Uh, Even uh, Herm Edwards, Arizona State, the chat's brother, going to tear up this weekend, right? Uh, Marvin Lewis versus 
Queensbury, who's never had a winning season. <laughs> so, for those reasons, I like uh, Seattle in the under. And that is a consensus pick. But we have a split decision in the appellate court with Scott going over the 48. Right? All right. The aforementioned Super Bowl winning coach, they're running the Monty Kiffin, Tony Dungy defense. I forgot to mention Rod Marinelli, the last coach to go 0 16 in Detroit with Matt Millen as a GM. And I see Matt Millen, the Big 12 Network, talking. I'm like, what do you know? You were 0 16, man. What do you know? If you knew something, you could at least win the game. You got Pittsburgh going to the LA Chargers who do not play for backups. The Spam family have never done so. And when a free agent like Melvin Gordon comes up and they want money, what do they do? They flick him off and tell them not to throw to hit him on the ass on the way out of town. <laughs> That's what they do with free agents, right? That's what Mr. Bozak expects. And Herbert, too. They're all going to either hold out or have problems. Uh, against Pittsburgh. And Pittsburgh stuck their guns last week and waited for Detroit to make a mistake to win the game. And Detroit did not make a mistake. They didn't do anything good. <laughs> they just didn't do anything bad. Ended up in a tie. Uh, it's going to be at the Chargers. The over-under is 47. That total is way too high. I expect that to balloon. And I'm seeing crazy lines over there for um, our, our friend going to Vegas this weekend who's helping us out. I see it as Furka already minus six. All right. And the line started at minus three. Caesar Sportsbook has it at three and a half. But FanDuel has it at five and a half. Points Bet has it at five and a half. So I see some shenanigans going on here. I think Pittsburgh getting a lot of bad press. Uh, Mason Rudolph is probably, probably going to start. But this, remember, it's going to be a home game for Pittsburgh. No, it's at the Chargers. That's the Chargers. Right. But this is a vacation for all the Steelers. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Getting, right, getting right. out of the cold. Right, right. The Chargers have no fans in L.A. They have fans in San Diego. The fans that come to the game are like a super rich client I have in Virginia. And he's never lived outside of Virginia, but he's a Chargers fan and has gone to every single Chargers game, playoff or whatever, the last 25 years. He just pays whatever it is to go the Chargers play. And he's a Chargers fan because he hates the Redskins for, or whatever they call them for whatever reason. But they have a group of, they're like 10, 15,000 rich people. This is the richest country in the world. So you have 10 to 15,000 people from all over the country for whatever reason, they hate their home team and have enough money that for the last 20 years, all they do is go to Charger games, home and away. <laughs> so those are they're going to be the only non-Pittsburgh Steelers fans in there. So I like the Pittsburgh Steelers, whatever that line is, I call these an L.A. inflated line. I like Pittsburgh Steelers, and I'm seeing – it was 148, now it's at 47, 48 and a half. The Caesars. Let me see what uh, uh, Bovada has. 
right? Because uh, I'm definitely picking the under either right now or if I think that over is going to balloon, I'll pick it later. What are your thoughts, Scott? So, Big Ben is questionable to play. Nobody knows if he's going to play. There's starting safety just went on the COVID list today. He might not play for Pittsburgh. TJ Watt injured may not play. So they're banged up totally. Joe Hayden, their stack cornerback, sprained foot, doesn't know if he's going to play. Um, if those two of those guys are out, which one of them definitely is because he just went on the COVID list, probably. Um, I think the Chargers win this game. I think they win it by seven to 10 points. Barring those guys around Mason Rudolph is starting, that could also be a problem for Pittsburgh. Um, so I'm going to wait until Sunday morning before I bet this game to know who's in, who's out, who's playing, who's not playing. Right, right. Um, but if, as of right now, I would take the under on the spread. I don't think it's going to get that high. And I would take charges because uh, my feeling is, is both teams need the game really bad. But if those guys are all out, then I think that the, the advantage swings to the charges way. And I, I think they, they get the job done on the Sunday night in, in LA. Um, in, a, in a semi away game for them, even though they're in LA, because Pittsburgh okay, is going to bring, Pittsburgh always brings fans to games. They're going to bring them again. Yep. Yep. But I, I just think that the Steelers would just be way too banged up to to uh, pull out a win here. So I, I'd say the Chargers and the under. Chargers and the under. Yep. Uh, Chargers like to develop player Tom Telesco, you know, from the Polian tree of GMs. He's, he's a former scout. But he admitted because they want to do this on the cheap. A guy that you developed, he has loyalty, he's going to take less money to play for you. They're not using all the guys in the process squad. Steelers are a primo organization. It pays more for scouting. So what I'm literally betting on is that the Chargers, the, the Steelers backups are better than the Charger backups. What do you think, yeah. Uh, Chad? Yeah, man. Uh, I definitely Sunday think this football. one's going under this total for sure. Yeah. Um, I'm thinking it's, I, I like it to go under, but uh, man, I really think the chart is so. Is what's Ben's status? He's been practicing. He's 50 50. He's not practicing. He's not off the COVID list yet. So he's you worked out with Mason right Rudolph. Yeah. Um, man, if Ben's not playing, I got to go with the Chargers here. I think they've, they've got to bounce here and get them. So, so when. Um, they start the season hot. They've been struggling to get a win. They're at home here. Um, Classical music, love it. Hi, buddy. Sorry. 
Yeah, but I, I got to go under a touchdown, under six points there. Um, you know, if they're playing a, a depleted Steelers team against Mason Rudolph at quarterback, I think the Chargers can come out here and get this win, win this one by a touchdown. Right. So, Josh, I, I just read as Chad was speaking, Tomlin said at his press conference today he's still dealing with symptoms from COVID-19. So that tells me he he's not playing this week, if that's the case. Yeah. So that's that's gonna be that's gonna be problematic for the Steelers if Ben doesn't play. Because I think the Chargers are just gonna bring the house at, at Rudolph. Yeah, and what I like remember that that defense did not account for the quarterback. Uh not say not saying he's not gonna play, but just by Tomlin saying that today that he's still still yeah, dealing no, with I, symptoms. I, yeah, I don't think uh, Ben's gonna play. I, I kind no, of factored that in. What I factored in was what I saw of Mason Rudolph against Detroit. And he was running the ball, so the Chargers with a hurt defense uh, are gonna get winded chasing Mason Rudolph around. If he runs, it depends on what. This is the other thing too. I am a big Matt Canada fan. He's the offensive <laughs> coordinator for the Steelers. And he did a great job of really, really, really bad college teams. He doesn't take any game for granted. And uh, uh, too much stress on the, on the Chargers head coach. Too much stress on Justin Herbert. And it concerns me that Keenan Allen uh, has decided not to play, right? Decided not to give his fur full attention. He hasn't been consistent. Uh, Mike Williams is always a, a wild card. So, yeah, somebody asked me tonight about Williams, and I said he's he's back to the, the way he was playing the last year or two. So, he, he's in, very inconsistent right now. <clears throat> so, consensus pick is your LA Chargers minus five, but we all agree on under. 48 under 48 really because you got two defensive coaches going against each other uh and mason rudolph right has more experience than justin herbert and justin herbert looks good and he has healed he did have a problem with that hand that's what they blamed the airmail against belichick they lost that game, but made that game go over. All right. Last. Yeah, so that's Sunday night. All right. And then we'll be in Minick of the Woods. Monday night. Tampa Bay. In the New York Giants. So you're going to have Tampa Bay minus 11 over that key number at home Monday night against the horrible Giants. Uh, law of opposites. Now, you know, we, we give a lot of different terms, a lot of tools in our toolbox that we use to bet on games. Return to the mean, which 
law opposites, it's a math term, but it's very close to return of the mean. Use arbitrage and make sure I have all those links and definitions on the top 10 rules of betting. This is what they call the law opposites, right? Uh, last time we saw the Giants on Monday night, they went into Kansas City, covered the spread, and the game went under. I think the opposite is going to happen. <laughs> they're, they're not going to cover the spread. And this line kill keeps going down. Um, so I'm going to go Tampa Bay minus 10. I'll, I'll take a cut because I'm betting so many games. Salesmen think short-term. Businessmen long-term. Businessmen and women think long-term. I like Tampa Bay minus 10, which is actually down from 12 and a half. They have a, a lot of irrational Giants fans driving to Foxwoods and putting a lot things. A lot of these people are going on vacation. Half of the Giants fan base are going to Foxwood and various casinos throughout the country. We go to New Jersey now. We start, they're going to start going to Boston. You see Giants fans in Boston. You're like, what are these guys doing here? Oh, they're here at the casino, at the Wish, at the sports book. You want to see it. They're going to be blindly betting the Giants out of religion, right? It's almost like a religion. Blindly going to put my, I bet the Giants, whatever the line is. That's why that line, the Giants line has been down against Tampa Bay. Why? Because Richard Sherman's out? Come on. Very relevant. Uh, all that hurt cornerback to me is what zero coverage, safety super deep. Uh, Brady at home, a lot of money on the line, a lot of commercials, a lot of advertising, ground refs. Team uh, and is an iconic holiday week, so the social engineers and Goodell want everybody just go to sleep. People, nothing to see here, no close game, relax. And I see it going under 49. And I would bet that down. It's a Giants fan. So believe me, there's no money in Tampa Bay. All right. So Tampa Bay is the opposite of Silicon Valley. The per medium income of Tampa Bay is like $44,000. Per median income in Silicon Valley is a million dollars. So you see the disparity. Permedian income of wealthy Giants fans is probably about a million dollars, right? So uh, they're betting the Giants plus 12 under 51. So I'm going to go the other way. I'm going to go Tampa Bay minus nine under 49 and a half, and I'm going to buy the half point, make it under 50, and bet it right now. I'm going to bet it right now, and I'm going to bet, I'm going to buy the point and make it plus, minus 10 Tampa Bay, because it's a key number. But then I'm going to look at it again Monday, and right before Monday night, see where this line is going. If the Giants fans are going crazy because it's Thanksgiving, um, I'll put another bet because I, I feel strongly about this. What do you think, Scott? Oh, I took a really keen interest in listening to Tampa Bay Buccaneers post-game press conference last week. <laughs> Arians called Brady out 
mm-hmm. called the offense out, called the whole team out. I don't want to be the Giants in this situation because I think Brady's going to be ticked off completely. If he wasn't, I said it last week, I'll say it again. Two straight losses, Monday night game at home in Tampa. I see a 38 to 7 game coming. Right. Big time. I see Tampa blitzing the Giants completely. I don't want to be Daniel Jones as a quarterback. Right. I don't want to be Saquon Barkley playing. I don't want to be anybody on the Giants. That is okay. one ripped, ticked off team right now. Right. That it, and when that happens, knowing Brady, he, he was up here for, for 20 years. Right. He studies extra hard. He looks at every tendency the Giants can throw at a quarterback, and he'll pick that apart completely. I look for the Tampa offense to to just steamroll in this game. I think they're going to score 38 points easily. I think it's going to be 38-7. to I don't see the Giants standing a chance. I go slightly under, and I go Tampa with a huge win. So bet it now. Bet it now before it goes up to 12 or 13, because if you have any questions on it, um, you know, if you get it at 10, nine or 10, it's a perfect point right there. And the over under is going to go up. If Tampa is going to be get money, that over is going to creep up over 50 to 51, maybe 52. So bet it now because you're not going to get better odds with them. Yeah. I'm going to get the under because I think it's a coaching mismatch. Yeah. It's an under, it's an under for sure. Yeah. Todd Bowles and, uh, the Jason Garrett. Jason, Jason Garrett, Garrett will just do what he, what Jason Garrett does, which is try to run the ball thirty five times the game. Trying to make the game go under. <laughs> yeah, yes, yeah. yeah. What do you think, Chad? Yeah, I like Tampa Bay here a lot. Um, I think they're gonna they're gonna whomp them like just like you guys saying. Uh, and I was kind of on the over. I think you guys did the under though. And I, I felt like this one has to get 14 to 17 to, to make this one end up going over. Um, Are you biased because you work out with John Ross? Nah, I, I mean, but then listen, you guys just talking about how the game's going to go and just maybe Jason Garrett running the ball. And, um, I, I, I could see, you know, some, you know, I could see it going on, you know, a, a, a lopsided blowout could lead it to going under too. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I'm going to have to decide on that total for the game. Love Yeah, you still work for Verizon. So when that happens, there's a lag between cell tower. Get it now. Out there in the boondocks in Oregon. All right. Are you still driving? You want to get him get closer to the cell tower. We'll be there in a second. Tampa, Tampa may score in the mid 40s if they're ripped off enough. If the if the in the fourth quarter, late in the fourth quarter, if if the, if it presents itself. They may go for the 45, 46 point mark. I mean, it's possible. I don't think they will. Possible, but yeah, I think they're thinking long haul, right? Yes. A lot of games. The next year game, 
And they understand the heat, right? Yeah. They understand the heat and the humidity. Um, it's going to be 93% humidity. On a Monday night, wow. On a Monday night. So with that, the dehydration with that, I mean, I remember Tyreek Hill last year where he just tore up Davis in the first half. Yep. Yep. And, and he kept after the touchdown running around. Yeah. yeah. Like, don't do that, man. And, right. and I couldn't wait to have time to be over to bet the Tampa Bay second half line. Because whoever their trainers are, whoever didn't tell them that. And again, another team that was cheap and they only had, I think maybe one um, miss machine. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And you need at least 20 of those machines to keep you hydrated. So Tampa Bay knows that. Yeah. So I don't think they're going to pile on unless they have to. Uh, against the Giants and Daniel Jones. Uh, Barkley hasn't played all year, right? Uh, in your opinion, Scott, is, is Barkley a bust right now? Yeah. Um, he's just he just gets injured. I mean, his running style just presents him to injury over and over again. So, yeah, he's you know what he's he's a let's see how he ends the year. But right now, he to me he's he's a bust. He, I mean, he's if he finishes the year strong, I mean, great rookie year, finishes right. the year strong without injury, then then maybe he's not a bust. But right now, he's he's a bust. He's a bust. All right. Uh, yeah, I have. I mean, I remember him at Penn State, and uh, like Chase Young, I didn't know about Chase Young. Right. Uh, you know, Chase Young, and then really Carson Wentz as mm-hmm. well. None of them have really played. They've all been hurt from the get-go. Right. And right. most of these Alabama guys, like Satan. Does a number on him. He gets his national title. They get their guaranteed money. Well, all those guys are even now, right? Amari Cooper, Julio yeah. Jones, Derrick Henry. Yeah. Derrick. All hurt. Yeah. So yeah. Calvin Ridley's out with, with the uh, taking care of his mental health, but right. you know, he, he's hurt more than he's not. He he plays through a lot of injuries. So yeah, and there's yeah. another guy. And I would call it doing the Oklahoma drill. Yeah. But he's been banned in, in college football. Well, I'm sure Nick Satan does it anyways. Right, right. That's a lesser prosecution. All right. So executing the lessons we learned from the Hawthorne effect, uh, researching the games thoroughly. Yeah. Uh, if I would have executed last week, I would have been up there. I would have been in uh, high eighties, nineties. But every week it's different, right? Different set of Absolutely. dynamics. Uh, but I like it a lot. I like it a lot. Yep. And you have to factor in what time of year it is, who they're playing next week, what their goals are, right? Yep. What the coaching philosophy is. Uh, what strategic things are given to the media. Uh, the Tampa Bay thing, Greg, 
I was pronounced last name wrong. The great Alvin. 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 He uh first one of the first podcasts I did was interviewing him. Okay. And when you heard that Greg, he was one, he asked one of the questions uh, that earth Brady. <laughs> we'll get we'll get Greg on the podcast. Uh this all strategic. You know the one Greg's involved. Nah, he's a journalism guy through and through. Yep. Uh, but that's all strategic, man. And, and part of the decision-making process to monetize all these games. Right. So final thoughts, Scott. I think it's a better, it's, you know, you really want to start paying attention to this, this week and next week. Because as we talked about, how are the Falcons going to be tomorrow night and watching their their tendencies and their body language and stuff like that? Are they going to be in full tank mode after this week if they lose, which I think they're going to? Um, you know, so you start watching teams, you, you know, you, you got to watch where the games are. So just the trends that are starting to, starting to formulate, you know, it is getting into December. So snow and wind and cold and rain and all this other stuff is going to become a factor in these games. So so pay pay special attention to all that as you go forward to the rest of the year. All right, so we got Chad on the phone, and and I I think it I think it's going to be a good week for us this week. I think we're gonna have a good week. Yeah. So, Chad, final thoughts. I'm excited, man. This is gonna be another good week. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't have too much to say on this one. It'll be, uh, it'll be a fun one to kick it off tomorrow with the, uh, with the Patriots. So, start off hot. All right, cool. Yeah, we'll start off hot, and. Um, Final words, you're going to collaborate with me on these Pac-12 Saturday games. Take Oregon State. <laughs> Except for the Oregon State game. You there, Chad? Yeah, I'm here. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, I'm sure you'll text me. I'll text you. We already got UCLA taken by its three over 65. Your UCLA Bruins, minus three, over 65. Well, all these picks are free. And as Winston Churchill said, you make a living from your labor, but you make a life from what you give. You do not have to pay action sports $300 a month. I really think that it's not healthy to have more information than what we're giving you on these podcasts. Because we're doing our own research and we're giving you a lot of data. Mm-hmm. All right. So, like Winston Churchill said, you make a living from your labor. And this Thanksgiving week, you make a living from what you give. Thank you for listening to the ESBC Sports Betting Podcast.
sure the streams are on. All right. So what do you think, guys? I liked it. I liked it. I think it's another good week. So when do you guys want to do the podcast next week? I'm open anytime. Whatever whatever you guys decide, I'm fine with. What do you think, Chad? Uh, I mean, what games are Thursday, so we got to do uh, Wednesday. Yeah, we can do them Wednesday. Let's do the same as always on Wednesday. Okay. That'll work. Thanks, Thanksgiving Eve. So we'll just keep it the same. Jo- Josh at late night. That'll where we'll be next yeah, week. It's going to be a late night. <laughs> I'm going to have to take a nap during the day. It's sleep. 9.30. It'll be like this time. I'll be starting the podcast. Have a pot of coffee with you or something. <laughs> no, no, I'll be, I'll be all right. Yeah, oh, I know. So I'm gonna be in a strange, strange environment, right? And then, uh, they pretty much live in the, you know, they have like property in the back, so it's gonna be strange animals making noise. <laughs> It'll keep me up. But I like it, man. It'll be nice. To hit 94 percent but should have last yeah yeah so- well, I'm the best there is.